Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, welcome. How excited this is going to be to have some fun interjected into our show. We have a comedian, and all the shows before are going to really look like they've been dwarfed down after this show because this is going to have you laughing and actually probably pee in your pants. It's going to be so funny. And not to build it up too much, okay? <laughs> so, Andre, how are you? I am really, really good. And uh, I wish I would have realized I was going to pee my pants. I would have worn something different. <laughs> I actually did it before the show just so I wouldn't even notice. <laughs> so I'm calling in from Vegas. Egypt. Egypt. Those are the no, Egyptian we, columns we were, behind you. We were, looking, we were looking at pictures of Egypt today from when I was in Egypt in February and doing some follow-up with the people from there. And uh, I'm in Vegas right now. It's absolutely beautiful here. We're getting ready to do a live virtual event with uh, AJ Poyden and Linda Hollander. And uh, they have over 200 people attending. It's going to be super fun. So it's called Sponsors. COVID! Yeah. <laughs> Well, because of COVID, that's uh, what we're doing. And uh, uh, here, let me uh, go ahead. And I see that we've got Eric joining us there uh, already. So, oh, hello. Um, hi, Eric. So, uh, yeah, we, this is a, a middle of World Smile Week. So we've got some amazing things going on. Um, every day, we'll, I'll be hopping on uh, the lives for our Keep Smiling Ambassadors page. And Ken, what do you have going on in your world? Well, first of all, you didn't say anything about the sponsors. And Eric, we want to see your pretty smile and your face. Can you move up just a smidge more? I, I want, can. I mean, not so much like this, not like like that, but I mean, but I really love you and I want to see you closer. How's that? That's way better. A lot say. better. <laughs> I just want to take. We're not hand, on yet, are we? <laughs> we oh, are. We, we are, are live, so live, baby. Good. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are so live. Well, Andrea is uh, going to tell about our sponsors, and you have been included. Your book is a sponsor of. Hey, we'll have you be a sponsor? Yeah. There I am. I have a green <laughs> screen behind are. me, so my buddy Kevin did a cool thing. So it's really kind of neat that. Oh, that is awesome. Cool that. I can't read that. I can't touch it, but you can. So go ahead. I'll tell you well, what. Um, they. I missed the white spot. We had a nice white spot, a nice white square, and I was like really diverting a lot of my humor over there, and now I have to direct it directly to you. So this is going to be a little challenging for me. Yeah, well, I, I, I think that, you know, I think you guys can kind of do with what you need to do. And hey, I'm still, I mean, I'm on West Coast time out here, so... Uh, did you go to bed at 6 a.m.? Uh, you like told, told me you? to go to bed really <laughs> early, and then I said, I can't. Hang on, let me get back in my safe flight repair, safe flight replace... Okay, I'm ready to go. Good. Awesome. Yes, yes. I love it when you sing, by the way, Eric. Uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted you on the show is I just love how, and, and when you're doing your stand-up, there's just something, uh, the sing-song voice that you have when you're doing certain things. But I'll come back to that in a we few moments. We have to, we'll come back to it. Yes. Um, no, but so uh, actually, Eric, if you could sponsors. say to, uh, actually, Eric can say that. He can actually sing it to you. What about our sponsors? What about our sponsors with Ken and Andrea? 
thank you so much. I You're love welcome. being serenaded to with sponsorship. That was very Jim Carrey-ish <laughs> at the end. Yes. You're welcome. Well, our sponsors <laughs> are Ventura. some just amazing people. We have opus.finance. That's O-P-E-S dot finance, a globalizing, decentralizing process. Uh, well, they're out there to uh, create more uh, feasibility for everyone to have access to funding in the world. So a great group, the Umbrella Syndicate, Perfect Publishing, Voice America Influencers Channel, the Red Carpet Connection, and of course, our baby, the Keep Smiling Movement. And our guest today is Eric O'Shea. Here's his book. Hello, everybody. Yeah, you can see the difference in my lighting. Look how his book is gray and his book is actually blue. Ken's lighting is better. And, um, I and, went and, and actually, I sent you two light. different colors, but whatever. Yeah. It's all good. We can blame the lighting. That's fine. <laughs> well, I guess I got the special one. So you got the special one. Yeah. Oh, look, the back is blue over here. <laughs> and what's yours? Well, let me Ken? tell you guys. Yeah. What's yours look Green. like, Ken? Green. Green is yeah. good. I like green. <laughs> uh, well, let me tell you guys a little bit about Eric. Eric O'Shea. Yeah, please is a veteran do veteran comedian who has performed on television and at the Creative Arts Emmy Awards. Oh, that's a funny bit. I've seen a bit of that. He has been nominated seven times the National College Performer of the Year and parlayed a six-figure holding deal with Disney ABC that resulted in over 25 million hits on YouTube and dry bar comedy. But who's and counting? Can, uh, well, I think oh, I watched it again this morning, so now it's <laughs> 20 million and one. <laughs> and uh, he has a signature bit, Songs for Commercials, which is Oh, which I just love. I, I tell the story all the time about that, as well as many other clips with his website, www.ericoshea.com, which even you talking about your website is another comedy bit that I've seen. Or follow him on Instagram, right. Eric O'Shea Comedy. He also loves when fans just say hello. And hello. I actually met Eric. Uh, I went up and said hello. Um, we were at the University of Finley. So Thanks to Sharinda Welton, who's a friend of mine. Um, I, I'm an alumni from the University of Finley, and um, and I taught there, and so and spoke there myself. But every time they would have comedy night, I would always go. I met you. Gosh, it's been like ten years ago. It was about ten years, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, and I've just always you look great. I just keep getting you. older, but. <laughs> I think I looked the same, actually. I think I had the same shirt on. But uh, we had a great time uh, talking afterwards. We've stayed in touch through Facebook through the years. And I thought, oh, my gosh, Ken would just adore you. Our audience would adore you. And I thought, we've got to have you on. See, look, Ken, Ken's all adoring. Buttercups. Look and how kisses. shiny I am. All right, go ahead. <laughs> you need some tissue? I know. So okay. No, guys, I really I, I, I want to thank you guys for, for having me because uh, – you know, not not to get too serious right off the bat, comedy, comedy people. But um, I was thinking about this last night and I was telling my family and I said, they go, what are you going to do today? And I said, I'm going to talk to you guys. And um, they said, oh, what a nice switch. And I said, yeah. And I said, for many reasons. But the one that stood, stood out to me the most was comedy is kind of a selfish business. It kind of is. Now, Andrew, now you tell me because you just met you when we were talking and you we were doing our sound check and stuff. You were telling me that you're on the road and then it's exhausting. And the comedy, you know, for 27 years doing 70 cities a year, it's always about that show. It's always about a plane flight. It's always about a rental car. It's always about, even when you come home, you need that 24 hour rest. It's two planes a day. It's always about your next joke. Can you know this, the promoting and stuff. So I kind of sat back with myself. I just hit 50 and uh, I have Ralph Macchio disease, just so you know, I'm, 
Botan. It's uh, thanks, you old Ralph Macchio. And um, <laughs> no, and I said to myself, it's something that I wanted to do, and we'll talk about that more. Why I wrote the book, but I just wanted people to to hear. I think it was time to give back. And what you guys do were so great. So when I saw that chemistry and that platform kind of come together, I said, well, I said, I'm not uh, a psychologist. I said, I've never been, you know, you were talking about depression and suicide stuff. I can't relate to some things, but I said, you know what? I, I, I just think that it's time to give back. I know that every problem has a solution. And I, you know, and I'm, I, what's going to be entertaining about me, I'm probably going to say 90 different quotes that you guys have already heard of because you guys are the experts. <laughs> no, seriously. And I'll probably just be like, I'll be like a kid, like, I drew a doggy. <laughs> and you'll be like, yeah, we're into grooming and breeding. We know all about dogs, but I drew a doggy. So I, I know that some of these quotes I'm going to throw out at you, you guys probably know. But um, well, let's get the quotes out of the way. We're going to give you 30 minutes to do all the quotes for the first segment. And then Good. we're going to Just talk one about right after the quote. other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we no I want to, I want to ask you, uh, not really ask, but make a statement that uh, a lot of people don't realize this, but you know, you read about meeting a comedian or have a comedian on your show, but you don't think it'll ever happen to you. And here we are today. It, it, it's something that people have expectations going in. And I always said to myself, uh, it's in my book too, that, you know, I'm kind of a serious guy off stage. I think you have to have a discipline and you have to have a, a resolve and you have to dust yourself off and you have to ha be tough and you have to uh, be charming and you have to turn on all these things at once. Andrew, you know this. And to kind of get out there and put all these things together, people have an idea of you that what they see on stage is what you're going to get off stage. But again, I just go back to that thing that comedy is kind of performing as a selfish business. Like I'm single. I don't have kids. Could I have been married? I guess. Uh, I adore kids. I had my daughter's name picked out when I was 16 years old. It never happened. Her name would have been Sydney. But um and I said to myself, it's just something that I, that, I, that I have to do. So I think this is a great way to kind of be on your platform and just try to bring smiles. I mean, I think life is 90% from the neck up. And, um, you know, if you have a good head on your shoulders and you can help people find their peace of mind, um, and I applaud you guys for what you do. Well, first of all, uh, Steve Martin has a good head on his shoulders. Who needs necks, right? I mean, that's first and foremost. Right. Um, secondly, yeah, about, about the marriage, listen. If you do not care about freedom and you can lower your standards, I think anybody can really commit to a marriage. Yeah, I, I kind of see that right now. Is, is, are, is my mom texting you or something? <laughs> is there something going on? There? I don't know. That, that didn't sound like you, Ken. But anyway, um, yeah, commitment has always been a little bit of a, uh, let's see. No, there is a funny story. One time I, when I was starting out, um, there was this waitress at a club that really liked me and she did want to fool around them. <laughs> And I was, I was a late bloomer anyway. My first date was my senior prom. And uh, I'm like, yeah, but what about the show? And she's like, forget about the show. And I'm like, uh -huh. but did you like that tag, tagline I did at the end of the, and she's just like, and this is not going to work out. So um, yeah, there's a little elf thing going on there, but um, Steve well, Martin. Let's, Steve Martin, man. Yes. I could tell you like him. I do. I do. I mean, uh, one of my, in my no nonsense book, which is my attempt at comedy mm -hmm. is only to foster 17 or 20 years of nonsense. Did, and did, you, did you share that with Eric? I think I did. I think I sent him at so, least. So those of you who are listening, it it changed, he said it changed his life. 
Ken has a book, the No Nonsense Book on Nonsense, and it's one of my favorite books in the world. Um, whenever after I'm feeling down or blue, comedian. I read it. After uh, yeah, book. after the richest comedian, I I didn't want to hurt your feelings, Ken, but I'm glad you recognize that. And uh, Ken is known Matt? for his book. Right. Ken, Ken's book is known as um, um, what under under a hundred sold and. Uh, Yes. Uh, only a number one rating. Well, under I, a million, I wanted to give him. I tried to give him a zero rating, but they, they don't accept let those. Me do that. Yeah, they don't. They don't know. Half it. a star, maybe, or yeah. I don't know. Are you a big follower of Steve Martin, or at least his biggest fan? I'm. You know what? I, I think I was so into the textbook um, kind of Jerry Seinfeld, Paul Reiser, and then George Carlin to me was out of this world. And he was someone that can kind of go like that and then be kind of crazy. And so, and I was like, wow, he's not doing Jerry, which is more like, why is it that there's a book <laughs> that I can't touch in the back? And, and I'm, I like his diction. I like, so when I saw Steve do his thing and he's just the wild and crazy guy, I don't think I appreciate it back then, but watching the videos that I do now, I'm like, this guy was just ahead of his time, you know? Now, why even do a book? Because most people that like comedy can't read. That's the first question I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm illiterate too, so just so you know. Don't I, you I love the billboard sign that says illiterate, called here for help? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. It's good. And, yeah. and you know, people have never called that number before. So that's a good thing. Yeah, you put that up, really didn't you? That's a big word. I wish yeah. I had. I wish, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, why, why, you know. Um, Ken, that should go in your no-nonsense book. It already is. But your stuff is funny, Ken. I read it, and I'm not just blowing smoke. I mean, you can take me off the Zoom meeting if you want, if you don't like We're what I'm doing. We're taking you off now. If you're Good, there we go. Sincere. <laughs> Did you hear me fall? <laughs> it's a little bit I do on stage. It's my nice. closer. Um, <laughs> So yeah, um, Steve Martin is good, um, but but we were you know one of the guys that I really love very much uh, is Robin Williams. Fantastic. And are you saying you love him like you'd want to marry him? Is this a commitment issue thing that's overcome? It is a little bit. Um, I like. Oh my God, he wants to marry me. That was the worst Robin Williams I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my God, what a wonderful place. Um, well, you know, uh, I had planned on talking to, to you. Ready? Here's my B. Serious. Arthur. Do it. Oh, right. I love it. Anyway. <laughs> well, I'd plan to talk to you about this serious topic in the second segment with you bringing it up in the first segment. Maybe. We're not going to. That's the thing. We're not going to so. make it the second segment? We're not going to make No, it. we'll make it the second segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, obviously a huge loss, uh, Robin Williams. And oh, yeah. I think a lot of people are puzzled as to his disappearance. And it actually addresses two parts of the Key Smiling movement. One is how he is a hero for creating smiles, inspiring smiles, and just having people enjoy life. And then the second part is the mental condition and mm -hmm. what may have been actually his demise. Do you have any comments or thoughts about that? Well, I, I, I looked up a little bit when it happened and I know that, um, you know, he, I guess they defined it as a Louis body disease or Louis body where physical and mental things were kind of going on at the same time. Now, you know, anybody in this business can tell you as a performer, we all get down. We all uh, kind of, you know, hang our hat on what people think we're pleasers and things like that. So, um, and I'm speaking for myself. So when you magnify- well, I was going to actually interject that you had told yeah. me in a pre-interview that you had never been down. So I'm kind of a little confused right now. I've never been down? Yeah, you said you've never been sad, never been down. So now what, I am because you brought it up. You brought it up. 
that was his cover. Dang it, <laughs> that, damn it. Can I say that on the air? You just did. You can't you say it. You can yeah, say that it. was part of the commitment thing, Kenny, that didn't want to admit all this. Right. <laughs> I think I think with Robin, though, um, it's a type of thing where, from what I was reading, that if he has uh, some things that actually morphed some of the muscles and stuff, hallucinations, he couldn't sleep, you're almost a prisoner in your own head. And I was going to say that anybody's have been this business as pleasers, um, and obviously his career is his career. He was so good at what he did. There's no reason oh, to be yeah. down on that. But um, I, I, I can't speak intelligently on it, but for someone to go to that length to do what he did, there has to be something in there that's that, that's crying out. Um, it probably is something that made him the great actor that he was too. I mean, everybody mm -hmm. needs that motivation. And I enjoyed some of his serious movies almost more than just the comical ones like uh, the Birdcage and things like that. Awakenings is probably my favorite movie. It's him and Robert De Niro, and it's right. under the radar. Radar. So yeah, it's it's a sleeper for sure. That is an amazing movie. And I like well, his diversity is is to be uh, commended as well. I mean, we, I don't know any comedian. I mean, Jim Carrey has certainly attempted it in some le levels, but uh, he mm -hmm. he really did balance it all. He all did, and you know, the, I was trying to think, like you just said, you know, Jim Carrey, I saw some of his uh, darker movies or when he was serious, he's great at what he does, but if you look at some of the names I rattled that were my inspiration, the Seinfelds, Paul Reiser, George Carlin, the B. Arthur, Jackie, well, Jackie Gleese, but none of these guys did what Robin did with movies, and I always say the key is to show how great Robin was. If you put any other comedian in that spot, the optics for me as a comedian too, I'm going to look at him as a comedian who's now trying to act. I forgot Robin was a comic when I would watch him. He was just any mm -hmm. other actor to me. So, um, you know, and they always tease like when Robin has the beard, it's a serious role. Right. When he doesn't that's have funny. the beard. It's not. So, but, but he always keeps his hairy chest and that's him. He always keeps the, he always keeps the hairy chest. Um, one hour photo. I mean, I know, crazy, right? It's you nuts. Know, um, he is actually like to me, and I just had this thought just now. He is like the, uh, I guess, the one degree of separation of comedy with regard to the Kevin Bacon situation. Right. Like, if you think about all the people he's touched because he went into all these different roles, I don't think any comedian's gone that that wide. No, and you know, we're just saying, Jim Jim Carrey. I can't think of anybody on that. You know, forget the Mount Rushmore. Even if you had four or eight more. I can't think of anybody that's done what he does that he did. So, so tell me a um, a comic aspect or a, a favorite thing you laughed about that he caused you to laugh about, or even that he inspired you to be a better comedian. Robin, yes, please. Robin, uh, I he started off with Mork and Mindy. I want to say. Um, I don't know if that really, I think I was too young. I was still only seven and eight, but when he s s sat down from Oric and he sat on his head and stuff, he just showed, and he was just all over the place. Like he just showed that, you know, anything is possible and, and, and just, he, it's boundless, your creativity. Like, and, you know, I've heard some rumors that some of it was scripted or some of it might've been parlayed from other comics and stuff like that. We don't have to get into that, but, um, I'm not there. I'm not, I don't know if that's true or not. Well, I, I mean, the Aladdin is proof that he's a genius because he just ad-libbed tons of stuff. He and did. Yes, I mean, and that's the thing. Yeah. And he, he, you know, I, going back to some of those criticisms, forget it. Even if one of those was true, it's like, look at his body of work. It's like the guy was just a genius at what he did. There was no script. And for that to happen is, uh, I don't know. The director has the day off, right? Yeah. And I, I think when a comedian is 
borrowing uh, something he was turned on to and he says it you can't really stop and say while you're laughing i just want to give you credit of uh, where i heard this before it's not <laughs> there's not really that opportunity when you're doing live yeah, we, don't, so. we can't in incorporate the <laughs> citations it's not like ken's a, a celebrity event photographer as well we can't do the what all of a sudden hold up the watermark and Thanks to credit to Robin Williams, <laughs> right. you know, and, and, and as peers and friends, like as a speaker, you know, cause Ken speaks on stage and so do I, um, you know, Eric and we speak and off so, stage too, though. I mean, this is you know, right here. we do, we do. And, a, and sometimes yeah. there'll be things that we mention that, that are inspired or I've had, I've spoke something that I've written about like in, you know, 1999 and had somebody say, Oh, well you shared my material today. And I'm like, and I'd never heard them speak ever. And I'm like, Oh, well I wrote that in 1999. You know, more than one person invite, invented a light bulb at the same time, you know, so there you go. Um, well, to, just yeah. Eric, this is important. I say this because I don't want to get in trouble at the end of the show. So for those of you who think I am plagiarizing or making this complete show about memorizing everything that Eric has ever said or any word he's ever used at the end of the show, I was going to give credit that this show, every single word I used is a, a word that Eric has used. Every single one. Every single one of them. Every single one. And you know what's great about not being a household name like myself? I did think of this and I'm like, oh, cool, I'm going to do it. Tennis is ping pong while standing on the table. Well, then I found out Jerry did it, Seinfeld and George Carlin. I'm like, well, I think I lost that one. So you got to throw it away. So it's one of those things that people are, can have different topics that, you know, I always say in my act, I don't think I reinvented the wheel. I just did it my way. And Andrew and I were talking about that. You're like, well, there's people that can do it, maybe do it slightly better in this way or this way. But it's just about finding your audience and doing it your way. And I think people are either going to tell you right away whether they appreciate it or not. Well, I was actually going to go into comedy. I didn't want to tell you this until right now, but the issue was I had a really firm rule that I wasn't going to use any words that were in the dictionary. And I was like, this is going to be hard. And so I was like, I'm giving up. And I gave up before I even started. Uh, if okay. the 90s song out there, the hmm, 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 remember the hmm, there were no words in that. So that crash might dump, be your, crash you can come out baby. to that music. It could just be like, mm -hmm, <laughs> then Ken walks out. And then yep. you just start, how do you know how do you that? Just start talking, you know, just anything. It doesn't even have to be English. That's well, even, actually no, how but he talks. We, no, I had actually thought of doing that, Eric, and I'm not trying to poke holes in like phenomenal advice, but they were saying that they could actually find babies that may have said some of that stuff. And so I was really afraid, afraid that a baby has their whole life to prove this wrong. Well, I, you know, I, that's why I don't like to talk to the people before the show. So, we can. so <clears throat> I have a question for you about the title and also, yeah. I guess, about your preference to getting to know you better. So would you rather be the richest comedian you've never heard of or the poorest comedian everyone's heard of? I would rather be neither. No, would, <laughs> Hello. That, that hurt. <laughs> no, no, I would rather be. No, I, I chose that title because, um, you know, and, and I don't want to give away the ending and the story of why I chose it, but um it, it's something, you know, I thought of riches and I'm like, well, you know, I've made a living doing this, but I just feel really fulfilled. And I'm like, I hope they get the title. Um, but I also well, want to use the prepositions to start it and finish it. I mean, that that was brilliant. But I like the colors. Thinking, yeah. Lo love the colors. Yeah. And, and one of the hardest things I ever did was write a book. It was one of the hardest that my, my family could attest to it. They're just like, there he is up there throwing crap around again. Now, did they feel there. the same way? Did they say that was the hardest thing was reading the book or no? They said the hardest <laughs> thing was reading the book and calling the insurance company for all the stuff that I broke. So. Ah. Hey, Eric. Were they, were they afraid you were going to out them? Yes. <laughs> they, were t they were very upset. 
Well, I want you to hear this, Eric. I, I do read as many books as I possibly can, and I read specifically the books I'm going to have on the show. And your book is every single page is just gold. It's 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 really witty, super witty, and it's very unique because I can tell this is not borrowed. I, I did check a lot of other comedians' work. This is not borrowed. This is your stuff. It took me a long time to check. Yeah, Ken had me run it through a plagiarism thing for you, just to let you know. (laughs) It's true. No, it's true. And I love the deadpan, Ken. I'm like, maybe he did do that. Actually, he did. Um, There's no deadpan there. He's checking page 163 now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's a great book. That one is questionable. That's great that you picked up on that. (laughs) Yeah, I know I had to because that one I just, I don't know. I just need to fill it up. So you want to do first segment? Let's do first segment real quick before we have to go to break. Okay. So first segment is typically... (laughs) about um, relating the audience to you and in, in the light of who were you as a child? What, what happened in your childhood that caused you to say, you know what, I'm pretty funny or who told you you're funny and you said, this is actually something I want to pursue, uh, something like that. You know, I, I always go back and I say to myself, uh, from what I've heard, I was the very serious child. I was the mama's boy. I was, and you don't have to comment on that at all, anybody. Um, and I w- my mother says I was the last guy that would have been a comedian in the family because I was just always quiet and observing and trying to get stuff down pat. Um, but I always knew that I had something to say. But, you know, and maybe in the fourth, fifth grade, after there would be too many people watching me do John Ritter from Three's Company the night before. And then I'd be like, well, now there's five people watching me. I got to get the heck out of here because this is too many people. So I always knew, though, that I had something that I wanted to say. Um, but you would not have guessed that I wanted to be a comedian. But I think that deep down, and I'm realizing this now as I get older, not to get too deep, but I oh, really God. had such, such a great upbringing with love and discipline. And I think that is the balance that's really going to make a successful person. Um, you know, constantly being praised with love, <laughs> constantly. I mean, I could hear Ray, Ray Romano, <laughs> Robert going at it right now. Robert, mom doesn't love me more. Raymond, Raymond, Raymond. I believe she does. I believe she does. So uh, that was a little Raymond Robert there. I love that show. I know yeah, that it's show. a great show. No, no. So, no, I think that I was always surrounded by love, and yet they kept you honest. My mom and my grandfather uh, kept us kind of honest and always showered us with love and discipline. So, I think you're constantly being like, yay, and then, ooh, okay, yeah. So, it just kind of constantly built your confidence without getting too cocky. Uh, The self-esteem was there without getting too heady. And then that kind of parlayed into maybe trying comedy on stage and the rest is just history as they say so um cool. but i just feel blessed that i had that um and i think i want to help people that maybe didn't have that upbringing um because they don't know what it's like to have that love in their family so well, we're going to take a deep dive in your book i do want to say that um you inspired me last night to watch believe it or not at 11 o'clock p.m <clears throat> i watched ace ventura to get ready for the show okay and i also watched after that naked gun I mean, come oh, on. good. And with O.J. Simpson, I couldn't believe I forgot that he was in that movie and he did play a pretty good part in that movie. He but anyway, um, we're going to go a deep dive into your book for the second segment. I want you to be thinking during the break because a lot of this is plagiarized. I realize that. Yeah, it's um, all. What, it's all. <laughs> what were your favorite parts? You, and You know, actually enticed- on page 161, he does say a comment about later. I'll talk about how we remember X, Y, Z. That has been said by other people. I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> All right, so we're back in now a my Now uh, my alphabet is only 23 letters. All right. 
So Andrea, take us to break with our sponsors and we are going to take a deep dive, entice you and be prepared. If you haven't changed your pants already, change them just change them quickly because it depends. Change them. All right. We need a pants sponsor or a depends sponsor. Hey, uh, this is Andrea Adams Miller, your executive producer with Amplified with Ken Rashawn. Ken Rashawn, our host, our guest today is Eric O'Shea and our sponsors. Thank you so much. That's opus.finance, O-P-E-S.finance decentralized globalization processing and the umbrella syndicate big events usa perfect publishing the red carpet connection voice america influencers channel and the keep smiling movement and we'll be back after these messages Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, we are back, and it is going to be an amazing second half because our segment is going to be devoted to the new book, the richest comedian you've never heard of. And Ricochet is going to share some of the best bits from his book, but not all the best bits because you got to buy the book to you get the rest of the bits. It. Yeah. Don't, don't do bits uh, one through 10 that we were talking about. Save those. No, ones. we're going to, we're going to keep those under wraps. Okay. So uh, let's, let's uh, talk about any comedians that may have inspired you with regard to stepping on stage and also doing the book. Were, were there any shout outs in the book that you wanted to give? Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about, uh, Jerry, I think, uh, Seinfeld, his fundamentals, uh, were unbelievable. Um, I always say that he kind of came out, I think at the perfect time because it was right before viral videos and the internet, but yet the internet was kind of coming around and stuff. Um, and I watch some of his stuff now and I'll, th- can I toss this back to you? What do you think when you watch those things at the end, like, ding, 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 and then you watch Jerry, it may not, make you hysterically i think he's funnier now that he's gotten grumpier mm, yes. and he's gotten a little because when you watch that why is it that grape nuts has no grapes or no nuts what's the deal with that so it's it's great but um but he taught me like i would i i used to rent his video from blockbuster and i think i just the lady and like keeping it like you don't even return it like you keep renting this every week so i used to <laughs> plagiarize jerry's <laughs> no i used to <laughs> <laughs> just going back on the plagiarized thing that you were so keen on. Uh, no, but I, I, I liked him. Paul Reiser was kind of similar to him. George Carlin was able to, I think, make you think a little more. And when he would kind of toss in some words, it was kind of crazy. Jackie Gleason was one of my favorites. Um, I like physical. Eagle old school. 
Yeah, I like phys- B. Arthur, Jackie Gleason. I, I, I like the things where people are misfortunate, self-deprecating, and frustrating. Because when you're frustrated on stage, they're laughing at you, but they're also laughing at some of the things they do themselves. But mm-hmm. I'm taking the bullet because no one in the crowd's going to go, I do that and I'm a jerk. So uh, you kind of take the bullet for both of them. So anything self-deprecating and frustrating is, is funny. I mean, look at Kevin James on King of Queens. Mm-hmm. Same thing. That's Jackie Gleason, and it's the same format, but in a different kind of realm. So, um, so since you haven't mentioned uh, two of my faves, Mitch Hedberg and Stephen Wright, do you like them at all? Yeah, they're unbelievable. I mean, they're wordsmiths, and I always joke that I wish I could write that well. <laughs> I wish I can kind of uh, go out there and just like just stand there and just talk and be brilliant. I got to do the bells and whistles and stuff. Um, the Christmas car- claymation cartoon characters when they talk <laughs> like this, I want to be a dentist. <laughs> so it's um yeah. So Thank you, you have to do Hermie. those. To, I can't just write Hermie. Hermie the elf. Oh, Hermie. Yeah, sorry, wrong one. <laughs> Hermie. Yeah. Oh, then I could say, when my legs don't work like they used to before. All right. So, yeah. How about George? Since you said George Carlin, uh, you want to give a a favorite by any chance that you love of his? George, um, when he, I mean, there's little things he do. Like, there's so many things when he lifts the suitcase and it's like, you kind of go like that and there's nothing in it. And so he's just like, I, I like those easy observations. I like the observations where, uh, you may not think of it unless somebody told you. And it sounds like, well, isn't that comedy? No, because a lot of things we relate to, and I also do stuff like that. But um, no, some of the things like when, when you when you have a stuffy nose and you put it in your pillow and it makes that kazoo sound. I mean, I think it's weird how you check to see if you're the one doing it. Like you actually look around, there, like there's a guy in the corner <laughs> like, ah, come on, baby, sing me another song. And you're like, no, that's not really going to. So things that you just don't think of, uh, talking to yourself while driving. Right. Stuff like that. So, um, I want to, can I give you a George Carlin that is one of my favorites? I mean, they're, they're just, he has so many, but, um, I like when he says no comment is a comment. That's right. a nice one. And, um, I think I am, therefore I am, I think. Right. <laughs> He's, and then also when he does the Don Ho, he says Don Ho is 3.4 times quicker to sign than, uh, it, it's something like Ephraim Zimbalist <laughs> or something, some crazy name, but it's a long name. He says, if I was Don Ho, I could sign my name that much quicker than, than the other guy. Right. And he's great because, you know, he, he, he sneaks in political stuff. That's how he yes, started he with the, with the words yes, that he, he does. does. And, and you hear people cheering, but you, he never goes off into like this rah-rah thing with, with signs and, and political rants and stuff like that, where he just finds a way to continue to bring it back to comedy. So that's why he's genius at what he does. Now for uh, George Carlin, um, I had a radio show for 13 years and um, we were a non-commercial station and uh, we were not allowed to have anything, you know, any swear words or anything. And so mm. when people would call in, they'd go, what can I say or not say? And I said, if George says it, don't say it. Yeah, don't say it. Right. If George... <laughs> so he is my list of don't say it. <laughs> right. Right. You've and, seen and George's for that reason, act- we, we wouldn't let him on, Eric. We would not let George on. He begged to get on our show and we're like, oh, oh I'm no. sure. He's just... <laughs> And how how did you turn them down? I mean, that's the what what verbiage did you use? We cussed. Well, we Ken said "f you." No, <laughs> that I believe. All right, so let's give some uh, let's give some good content and and tidbits, and actually uh, talk about the the reason you did the book, not just from a comedic standpoint, but uh, how how you hope to make a difference in the world. Well, I, you know, I, I go back to that um, with what I said that you know, comedy is kind of a, I didn't want to 
die and just keep taking and taking and taking like applause. And you're like, oh God, that sounded arrogant. Everyone's clapping for him all the time. No, but it's something that you just wake up one day. I just hit 50 and I said, you know, COVID's going on. I did look in my, my iPad. I had like two chapters written in a different voice from 2014. I'm like, I don't like the way that sounds. That sounds arrogant. So I think I've matured. And as I explain it to many people, this is the perfect time for me to have written a book because I think it would have come out the wrong way even five, six years ago. Um, And maybe it would have been too late three years from now. So, but I did it to just kind of inspire. I want people to live their best life. I want people to look at where they are today. And I think what gets not really enough credit and attention is to where they want to go. Um, everyone always like live for today, live for today. And that's our society. And, you know, everything's about the internet and showing off. Everyone puts on their greatest hits every day. Nobody has a de- bad day on Facebook. Everyone's kind of having this. And it's, and look, th- that's great. And we live off that self-esteem, but there has to be something more than social media. There has to be something more than hits. There has to be something more. And, you know, you're the only person you're with 24 seven. That's it. So if you're not right upstairs in the head, um, so my mission, my goal was to have people live their best life every day, but they have to look at where they're going. Um, I think there was an old quote and they said, may the eyes of the future look back upon you and pray for you that you may see beyond your own time. So I, I like the fact that you challenge the reader because the first chapter in the uh, table. You don't have to is, cry, Andrew. This is all, this is very, very sensitive stuff. But I, I've, I've just been so moved this entire show. Have you noticed? I've it's been crying fun. the whole time. I could tell. That's all right. <laughs> well, I like, you, t- you took a real chance in your table of contents. First of all, even having one. So many comedians won't even take the chance of having a table of contents. But your first chapter, you're it's the plagiarized. Stupid- <laughs> oh, really? Well, who, who did you take this from? You're the stupidest reader and you'll never have a good life. I mean, that was such a chancy first chapter. Well, it, 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 what it shows is it makes people mad. Like, I'll show you, darn it. I almost said the <laughs> DAM. And they just keep reading and reading and go, hey, that didn't happen. <laughs> Jim Carrey. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so uh, give the audience a couple of your favorite parts of the book. Um, one thing I started to use in my college show right before I do my ending with songs for commercials, because they're 18 to 21 years old. <laughs> I don't know how you guys were back then. They're way ahead of me, but at the same time, they still don't have life experience. They have nothing to really go off of other than what people are telling them at their college on how to behave and how to act. And I think when people, when I say college is just an aside, people think Florida State, USC, UCLA, those are big schools and that they, I don't play, I play Morningside College in Storm Lake, Iowa. So it's like, and these people have no reference to go off of. So what I try to do is to give them a little bit of a platform, especially during COVID, to feel good about themselves. Um, I say there's three things for a rewarding life. Number one is to trust your instincts. You know what you want to do. Just do it. Get to become your best friend. Your self-confidence will be your greatest weapon that you ever have in life. Because I believe that if you listen to your heart, It'll never, ever let you down. And that's going to be the greatest gift you can give yourself because no matter what goes on in life, you can count on you. Number two is happiness. It doesn't exist. It's based on results, as you guys probably are familiar as being experts in your field. Um, But I try to find the joy in life because that's something that, that no one can control. I wake up every day. I count my blessings. I said, I'm going to see Ken. I'm going to see Andrea today. I'm going to go do my thing. And I could see, I can hear, I can walk, I can move. Um, If you start your day feeling that joy, it'll 
permeate throughout the day. And I always challenge, watch how great your day is going to be when you count the things that you have. Um, and as an aside, we, we would like to bring you back to the show when you can't see, hear, or talk, it just so people can see the difference. Can you see the <laughs> No, I, I always tell people I had a student come up and he, got, he actually got mad. He goes, so what are you saying? Like, just like, don't try for anything. Just be, th no, I said, go for it, man. You're in school. Go for it. Do everything that while you're here. But if you base your life on thankfulness and humility, you will be the greatest, strongest spectacle ever created. And I think that that could go a long way. Just be thankful and humble and watch the the joy permeate. And the last one was to help with what we talk about. So yeah, I love that. <laughs> help the people that can't help themselves. Um, I always tell the students and you may cry Andrew, but I'd say the first 10, 15 years of my, of my, and here it comes is where I was so blindsided and had blinders on, on what I wanted to do as a comedian. When I got to the finish line, I'll be honest, it got a little shallow and a little lonely. I don't mind being vulnerable and mm -hmm. saying that. Um, what I realized was bringing people in your life, helping them cross the finish line and finding all that self-worth and joy that you are so blessed to have, help them find that. And that's what being is alive is all about. And to never be afraid of your own power. I, and I did a little journaling and writing to why I did that um, to get to the bottom of it. And I said, um, I think we're all afraid a little bit of making a mistake or all the spotlight is on me, no matter how much we want that spotlight. There's always that little bit of self-doubt. And I said, you know, I just read this quote, and I always say to the students, if you don't get anything out of this, no laughs, no speech, no nothing, remember this quote, everything you ever wanted is on the other side of fear. So just go get it. Go right through it and go get it. It's all waiting for you. And then I tell them that I believe in them, I love them, and uh, they could always count on me. And that's why I wrote the book. I want anybody listening to, to me right now, if you have any comments on the book, if you want to reach out to me, if you're going through something that's difficult, you can count on me because I'm not just a comic. Um, I'm an author. Now, I'm not just a comic. Nice. Uh, I, really I really care. Um, and it, it, we have to just, we have to find ways. I think it's up to us to help the people I don't want to say they're unhealthy or they're struggling or whatever. That's, I don't want to put in the wrong word, but we have to help them. It's up to us and the platform that you have to come together and reach out to them because obviously something's not working with them. I'm not saying they're not having good days, but they're still in that funk. It's up to us to work together so that we can all just, I mean, this life is going to be over so fast. I always say this. I say the, the earthly life is like the appetizer. Heaven is like the main course, and it's a shame we all too much fill up on bread. So, I, I always say, no, it's never, no, it's, I never, I never say, no, I always say, Eric, get Eric's book because it'll make you happy. And so, that's just something I always say. Amazon.com, five stars. <laughs> hey, congratulations on this book. And uh, thank you. There's one thing I got out of reading this book is that. All comedians, and I don't know how you feel about this, but all comedians say that every type of show is the same. A college show is exactly the same as a stand-up show, is exactly the same as a radio or Zoom show or an, um, uh, or an Amplified or Voice America. There's no change at all. And I think there's some differences. I mean, what do you think, Eric? Is there any difference at all between these different formats? He's winking. <laughs> what a lead-in. I love it. Well, yeah, Ken never gives it away ever. <laughs> no, I just and, and the drain and, and I, maybe because it's still early out here, West. I'm like, he kind of said something genius. Let me elaborate. 
I think I will. Uh, Stand-up shows, you can get away with a lot more. Like I said, these college shows, they're just, I mean, they're 18 to 21 years old. There's not much life experience. They're living off platforms of what society is telling them. And I think it's important um, to be more sensitive than that. We don't want to live in like what the 40s and 50s were in terms of morale and equality and respecting each other. But it can go a little too far. in, In my book, I do mention that one time a gal came up after the show and she said, why did the housekeeper have to be Spanish? Why'd you do that accent? I'm like, cause she was Spanish. That's why, why? She wasn't a Russian housekeeper. She wasn't like, you need more fresh dill. I'm like, no, she was Spanish. I mean, stop picking on every, you know, so I, I said to myself that we're, we're, I think we're getting, you know, it kind of swings back and forth. We were way more toward, I mean, obviously Black Lives Matter. and We're in a very serious situation now in terms of making sure everybody lives happily, which is important. Um, but I think it just keeps swinging until we, it's all about balance, man, until we find that balance and we can just go, okay, we're not too much, but we're definitely enough so that everyone lives a good life. I mean- I, I always, there's going to be people, Noah, you might go, what? There's going to be people that are going to have shows like you guys. What? Yes. 30, 40, 50 <laughs> years from now. And they're going to be like the. They're not going to do reruns di- on this. No, but <laughs> no, but it's going to be like the Carl and Ashley show. Like the, I'm using the K and A. And then there's going to be some comic named Edwin O'Malley. And he's going to do like the, these. Jo- hey, why are, the Irish? Why do you have to pick the Irish? Guy? I just had to put that in because it's better than Italian. Who says Italian? It's Italian. <laughs> I'm not from Italy. Uh Oh, I'm doing bits. Um, uh, no, do my favorite bits, part of that bits. one, though, is when you do the the C high knees. That's my favorite. Part I'm not of Spanish. <laughs> I'm not C high knees. <laughs> I'm not Italian. Um, my name is E. Rice. Some of these names today. Are you Rebecca? No, I'm Re. Ah, got it. So it's really. Um, that was a great. That was a great uh, bit. I can't. Gosh, who was? Who were the comedians that did that video about the substitute teacher? Uh, a. Oh, Aaron. Aaron. A. Aaron. Yeah, yeah, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Wayan Brothers, isn't it? The Wayan no, Brothers. Um, nope. Oh no, it wasn't. Nope. Who? We'll have to. Oh. Keen, Keenan? Yes. Keenan Not, did it. Keenan and Peel and Keenan. Yes. And Peel. yes that's, that's, good that's, job. That's, and by the way, you win the award for the most trivia points answered today. But I thought I was right. Did you see, did you see what I said? I was like, uh, I think it was Keenan Ivory Way answered today. <laughs> God, this guy knows nothing. He has no credibility. Don't buy his book. <laughs> So um, you do you do public speaking? Good do you do NLP other there, because you know that they don't hear the word not. So do yes. buy his book. Of course. Don't buy his book. Don't don't go to Amazon right now. <laughs> so you come across as a person that really wants to make a difference and be a lot more serious in the book uh, is alluding to your comedic. You, I mean, when we talked yesterday or this morning, whatever day it was, it was you really shared that. I. It was 06, oh, oh but go ahead. <laughs> it was 06. But you shared that you uh, that you don't want to just be known as the guy who's funny or the comedian. You want to actually make a difference. And so I, I, I'm curious that the book um, is going to get you to propel into what? Um, it's going to propel me into really just affecting lives. I mean, I think there's so many platforms out there that are kind of doing similar things, which is great. Um, I'm sure you guys have com- competition. I do too. Andrew and I were talking about, you know, someone can do this better, or I think I do this better. Um, you know, you want to stand out definitely, but I think if you're really authentic guys, it's really just about changing lives rather than, and I'll be honest, I haven't thought about where this will go. Um, this is all new for me. Um, 
But I think the fact that I have this platform and that I wrote the book, it's a great start to get out there. And um, because I'm hearing a lot of things about the book and how hey, I like this chapter or this chapter. And look, if that's what happens, let's just parlay it into something else and, and keep the, the good vibes going. I mean, I just a little thought. I think you should have um, like some type of fight that people can have about which chapter is the best. And actually they have to do some type of physical fighting. I think they should have the, so you're already start. I think they should, because then you, you trigger my mind. And then I'm like, yes. he's like, here comes the crazier version. He's well, like, here so the crazier, crazier version is Mike Tyson's going to fight again. So, <laughs> you know, there, there's some crazy things going on in the world. I think we could actually have somebody, you know, really hurt themselves over voting on which chapter. <laughs> I, I think they should take from the table of contents and just tape it to their head and just have like a fight club. I think that's what, if that's what Ken was alluding to. I, I was, and, so. and you know, speaking of politics, um, we have two just illustrious comedians uh, that are going for the, <laughs> for the right. ultimate. There it is right there. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, yeah that's good. Gives me a little eyebrow lift. <laughs> so if you could be president, what would you do? Well, think, let's ask Chris, Chris Wallace, what do you think about that? <laughs> Mr. Vice President, do you think that uh, the economy would do better with what your vision is? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't know. I, 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 uh, uh, Wait a minute. My administration wants to help all people and their babies become better people, good people, you know, good people. Mr. President, please stop interrupting. That was just off the cuff. See? That was. That was. I mean, the next morning they said, I, I don't think we can go any lower. So and I tell my people to slow the testing down, please. <laughs> so, and look what happened. You know, I don't know if uh, he, he's got some great bits. And I mean, but I don't think anyone's going to take Bush. I mean, Bushism's the best. I mean, that, that was two volumes of his stuff, of right. his nonsense. That was, and, but, um, yeah, our backyard, our backyard, DC, Marion Barry. I mean, when he said outside the killings, DC is one of the safest cities in the United States. I mean, that, that's hard to beat. You can't write that stuff. Outside of the food, outside of the food poisonings, this is the best restaurant. Come on in <laughs> buffet for everyone. <laughs> right. It just doesn't. Right. <clears throat> well, we get, we can need to get some rapid fire going before we run out of time. I mean, we're at like six minutes to close. Yes. Yeah. And I'd like to leave a tiny bit at the end. At least and we it, get a little second to mention about your commercial bit. Cause God, that's so funny. Oh, and thanks, real thanks. quick, I want to no, compliment let's do it. you. Let's do it. There's two things commercial about him bit. I just love is that I, I love his commercial bits and I love it when you talk like a kid and you're like, you know, yeah. And then how you like, don't touch that. And you're like, you know, yeah, yeah, that's the one that went viral. Uh, and it's funny because uh, one of the most rewarding things was there was a comic in Saudi Arabia and uh, he had my, my face on with an Arabic that my name. And I'm just like, wow, man, it's like, I'm not that like, just do your own thing. I ain't that good. So, but it's flattering. And, and it 25 million hits of the pouting bit. And it's kind of fun. The songs for commercials, I take popular songs and I put them in situations to help promote commercials. Um, so if you hear Metallica, uh, off to Never Never Land, that would be NyQuil, and then you got the boom. Uh, this Girl is on Fire for Feminine Itch. Um, we have some other popular ones out there right now, Ring of Fire for Hemorrhoids. 
I um, Charmin 3 Ply Ultra Soft. Baby, why don't you just meet me in the middle? That's the new one that's out. Um, and the classic Viagra, You Raise Me Up by Josh Groban. So you can't, you raise me up so I can. That's brilliant. Yeah. So Josh, so, do any of them contact you and uh, just thank you for everything? They just thank for, for I've had more people go, thanks, you just ruined my song because now when I hear you raise me up, it's about a <laughs> joke. So. Oh, the feminine itch song. I joke with women all the time i just i and then i, I always give you credit i stop and you say Eric Oshay <laughs> right. and, and right. it's actually Eric's funny i do, <laughs> do you re- that's kind of yeah, that's I good. Do. Yep. see i started off that way i say wait do you hear what i'm about to tell you about rick uh, eric O'Shea? and they're like okay who is that and i go he's the richest comedian you idiot. you've never heard of discover <laughs> card we're not gonna take it oh come on discover so it's um it's been a joy to do these and to keep mixing the songs as some songs kind of fade out and some get popular. Um, but it's great. Um, I just love what I do and I hope it's contagious. Thank you for saying Ken Tagus. That was beautiful. Ken Tagus. <laughs> Very nice. Love yeah, the way six you years I've been in. putting up with that. If anything has got <laughs> any kind of a sound of Ken in it, every single word. <laughs> But just so you feel sorry for me, Eric, when I was in second grade, they would say, can anyone else tell us the answer? And I'd have anxiety every second. Like, Ken, Ken, I don't know these questions. Right, right, right. And then something happened to Ken and he went, I'm not afraid of anything anymore. And, and he I embraced the verb Ken. Yep. Right. Well, um, you will know that my theory, um, every time I'll say, uh, you know, text and I'll say can, and it says Ken every single time. And then when I'm trying to say Ken, it writes can. So <laughs> totally. And this is, this is just some little trivia for you for your next show, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> oh, I'm going to use it. I'm going to go before I go tonight, ladies and gentlemen, actually, after you raise me up and they're all clapping, I'll go sit. We have something to tell you about Ken and can. <laughs> Don't want to play you're dries. leaving. You're going to miss the best part. I don't want to plagiarize. I, I want to give credit to right. our executive producer. Hey, Ken, so. we're we're getting the flag that <laughs> we, we really have are. two minutes. So we need to. We will you do your top questions? Question. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, um, really quickly, Eric, a book that changed your life. A book that changed my life. I'm looking at it right now. Nice. It's called the richest comedian you've never heard. No, the book okay. that changed my my life. Um, you know what's fun? It's that one right there. Everyone, just forget the answer. Just move on to the next and one. Amazon your favorite funniest movie favorite funniest movie probably airplane okay good one um and a quote you live by to finish off excellence is not excellence is a habit not just a singular act but a habit you are what you repeatedly do aristotle nice when you say excellence is not a singular act but a habit you are what you repeatedly do and you look like you sounded like you habitually say that. That's why it was like, Oof. welcome to McDonald's. May I seconds. take your order? All right. We have 30 seconds. So, Eric, I just want to Excellent. say you have been amplified. Thank you so much for the joy you bring in the world. We would love to invite you to write your story about how you bring smiles to the world to encourage the readers that choose your book to be a bigger and better joy in the world. Thank you, guys. No, it was and a thank you to, to our sponsors, thank the you. Umbrella Syndicate, Voice America Influencers Channel, the Red Carpet Connection, and the Keep Smiling Movement, Big Events USA, Opus.Finance, and Eric O'Shea. Eric, stay on here with us. Don't hang up. But to everyone, thank you. Love and love. And we'll see you guys next week. Keep smiling. Go to Amazon. Get your copy.
We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.